Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with the Italian News podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Wednesday, February 24, 2021. The data updated last night say that in Italy we have administered the first dose of the vaccine to 3,702,000 people, 6.10% of the population. 1,342,000 of them received the second dose too. The ranking of the regions by percentage of vaccinations made compared to the doses delivered say that in the first three places from the top are Valle d'Aosta, Tuscany and Campania one more time. In the last three places from the bottom are Calabria, Sardinia and Liguria. In the European summit scheduled for tomorrow, the head of the Italian government Mario Draghi will propose to Europe to force Big Pharma to accept payments to share the patent to produce the vaccine implants scattered throughout Europe and to impose a stop to the export of vials destined for the EU. European institutions have already identified 16 sites to increase European supplies. Four of them are in Italy, two in Lazio, one in Tuscany and one in Campania. Italian health authorities have raised their age limit for AstraZeneca's COVID-19 vaccine by an extra 10 years, approving it for use on people up to 65. Previously, the vaccine developed at the University of Oxford in the UK was only indicated in Italy for adults aged 55 or under. The change is due to new scientific evidence that gives higher estimates of the vaccine's efficacy than those previously reported. But there's a big problem. Just yesterday, yesterday, AstraZeneca announced that also in the second quarter it will cut by 50% the supplies under contract with the EU, from 180 to 90 million doses for Italy, from 2,000 to, to, to from sorry 20 million to uh, 10 million. Europe is engaged in a new tug of war with the company to avoid this team reduction. It's very annoying. Another important issue in view of the summer is that of vaccine passports. The Mediterranean countries with a tourist vocation have asked Euro for passes that allow those who are immunized and vaccinated to travel freely in the continent. But other northern European countries are against the move because of the protests it would cause in their countries where there is widespread hostility towards the vaccine and the passport indirectly would make it compulsory to travel. The data of recent days show that the trend of contagions in Italy is increasingly mainly due to the spread of the different variants of coronavirus. Towards the middle of March, moreover, projections suggest that the English variant, more contagious than the virus spread at the beginning, will be predominant throughout Italy. The situation in hospitals is quite alarming. At the national level, the quota of ICU bed occupancy for COVID patients is 24%, below the critical threshold or uh, threshold of 30% beyond which assistance for other pathologies is put at risk. But already in seven internal regions this quota is exceeded, sometimes by a lot. The worst situation is in Umbria, where 57% of intensive care units are occupied by COVID patients, a quota almost double the limit. This is followed by Abruzzo, Marche, Molise, Trentino, Toadegi, Friuli, Venezia, Giulia and Lombardy, all of them slightly over 30%. The best data is in Val d'Aosta and Basilicata, with just 5% of intensive care units occupied by COVID patients. <clears throat> Many of you know that Italy has inside its territory two other states. One is the Vatican, the other is San Marino, that has many Americans with a double passport among its 33,000 citizens. The Republic of San Marino, located near Rimini on the Adriatic coast within the Emilia-Romagna region, is finally starting its coronavirus vaccination drive. 
but the city-state surrounded by Italy had to resort to its plan B and buy Sputnik V doses from Russia after plans to get European Union approved doses from Italy got delayed. San Marino has had a proportionately devastating outbreak with 3,500 confirmed COVID-19 cases and 73 deaths. According to a report published yesterday, Italian manufacturing is recovering at the fastest pace in nearly three years, a bright spot in an economy that has shrunk by nearly 10% during the 2020 pandemic. Italian factories reported a sustained increase in production in January, with orders booming thanks to demand from Europe and North America, increased sales prompted companies to add employees. Besides, in the third quarter of 2020, Italian agri-food districts achieved more than 5 billion euros in export sales, up to 2.3% on 2019. This is a record figure for Italian agri-food district exports, which had never exceeded 5 billion in the summer quarter. The greatest contribution to growth came from the pasta and sweets supply chain, whose success on international markets shows no sign of stopping. Sales grew by plus 4.1% in the third quarter, which added to the strong progress of the previous months, bring the balance of the first nine months of 2020 close to 10% percentage points. From today, all the episodes of With Italian News, both video and audio, are also available on the website of With Italians. Just connect to withitalians.com slash podcast and you will find all 188 episodes. In two weeks, this column will be one year old. We are working on a few improvements. Please stay tuned and share these videos as much as you can. Please stay safe, stay healthy. My name is Umberto Mucci. I'll see you next uh, uh, Friday. This was With Italian News. Ciao from Rome.